The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. What started as a message of indictment eventually became a matter of identity. So it went as the late Middle Ages gave way to the Reformation, and so it goes in John chapter 8. And the center of that message and that identity remained. If you remain in my words, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. One gets the Reformation wrong in the same way that one gets John 8 wrong, in not remaining. In John 8, Jesus is being rejected as a punchy upstart who wasn't properly honoring Abraham because he was not properly honoring the Jews. But Jesus rejects the status of a standalone hotshot. His testimony is the testimony of his father who sent him. Jesus, the promised seed of Abraham, the Son of God, indicts these self-assured offspring of Abraham for departing from Abraham and for abandoning the family of God. To remain, in Jesus' words, is to remain with Abraham's offspring, with Abraham, with God. To remain is to be free and true. But identity departing from Abraham and from Jesus and from God, that meets with indictment. Like John 8, the Reformation was first an indictment, a testimony that passed judgment on departure into slavery. And so the Reformation was an invitation not to something new, but to remain. And as in John 8, when the testimony to the truth in the 16th century went unheeded, and the indictment met with rebuff instead of with repentance, a differentiation of identity resulted. Like John 8, the Reformation is upside down if this is not the center. Remain. What we now know as the Reformation and the Lutheran Reformation was at that time simply an indictment it was a call not to depart, but to remain. The Reformation was a call 
to renounce new abuses in the church, new in the 16th century, pointing to the 12th to the 15th centuries, to renounce abuses regarding confession and absolution, worship, and the Holy Supper, the church's governance, misled piety, and an outright impinging of Christian life. These abuses obscured Christ. They offered identity and standing with God detached from the Son of God who sets people free to God. The Reformation was a call to set aside these new abuses and to return to what the church had always taught, always believed, always been. The Lutheran Reformation called for the church to have its life and its identity as it had always had in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who sets free from sin. Luther was no innovator. The Lutheran Reformation was not out to do a bunch of new stuff. God forbid to make a new church. I quote, The churches among us do not descend from the Catholic Church in any article of the faith. Rather, only some abuses have been corrected that have crept in over the years and in part have been introduced by force. End quote. That's how the Reformers spoke at the Diet of Augsburg in 1530. They were not, even 13 years after 1517, founding a new church, but they were speaking with the church. Because the Reformation is about remaining, and Jesus Christ is about remaining. And both are about remaining in the truth, truth that sets free from slavery to sin and is nothing less than life itself. Now, the truth of Jesus' word, of course, is never abstract. Not in John 8, not in the Lutheran Reformation, and not for proper heirs of that Reformation. For Jesus not only speaks the truth, he is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life, he says. So before there is anything like doctrinal truth, there stands the truth that is a person. Jesus Christ, the eternal word of God, come into human flesh, the church's head, its source of life and salvation, and thus also the source of the church's doctrine. But the fact that that divine truth is a person means that truth is not something that we maintain, an abstract thing. Rather, truth encounters us, confronts us, converts us, maintains us, is faithful to us. And that truth remains. And from that truth, you have your identity. And so today you have grounds for celebration, because the truth is not something to which you give life, by your doctrine, by your faithfulness, not even by your Lutheranness. The truth is rather someone who gives you life and freedom, and therein lies your identity, bound up with the Father and with the Son and with all who in all ages have trusted the promised seed of Abraham for life and freedom 
and identity. And that identity remains. To remain with Jesus Christ in truth and free happens on the receiving end of a message. It means not just hearing that people are sinners, some abstract doctrine, but that we are slaves to sin inasmuch as we sin. That is personal. That is real. To remain in Jesus means having no claim of our own, no boast, not even in being Lutheran. People set free from sin and liberated to be children of God happens when Jesus preaches Jesus as the truth and the life and the singular way to the Father. And that truth, that has power to reform even the human heart. And that divine truth comes now, of course not in abstraction, but in concrete, tangible form to set free from sin by his true body and his true blood. And so it is time to celebrate, to be freed, to be reformed, to remain. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.